Hey, one more thing before you go. What would you do if you were sitting on an airplane waiting for the flight to take off and someone who wasn't there was knocking over your champagne glass only to bring the flight attendant back repeatedly so that you could deliver a message from the other side? Would you ever guess that an international recognized TV host is also an empath psychic who receives those kind of messages from the recently deceased? She passes them on to loved ones so that they could get closure. We're going to enlighten you when we have a conversation with Kelly Olver and hear how she learned she has the ability to communicate with the other side and how she deals with those messages. I'm your host, Michael Hurst, and this is That Thing About Hold My Champagne. I have a message for you. My guest in this episode is Kelly Olver. She's an internationally recognized TV host who is now teaching women all over the world to be a more confident, beautiful, younger version of themselves. She's also an empath and a psychic. She receives messages from recently deceased to pass on to loved ones. It's a unique gift that she likes to share. Her gift presents itself in the most unusual places, on a plane, <laughs> in a hardware store, and of course, at funerals. Today, we are going to have a conversation with Kelly about her journey to discovering and accepting these unique gifts and how they can help people in many cases get closure to be able to move forward in life. Kelly and I are hoping to inspire and motivate you to open your eyes, your ears, and your heart to the magic of what else exists on the other side. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Listening to your words, it just gave me, I call it God bumps all over my body, top to bottom, and made me so proud just to hear you speak like this and, and how important it is to be able to share this message to your followers and, of course, the world. So thank you for having me here. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to this conversation. As we've said many times, I think that, uh, you know, individuals that have a gift like yours that allow it to grow and allow it to uh, nurture and and not shut the door on it so that it can help people get closure uh, from the other side because we're all seeking closure, especially when we lose mm -hmm. somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you lose somebody instantaneously or through disease, you know, or anything along that line. Sometimes we don't always get the closure that we want. You know, the, the, or tragedy. You know, I was um, sharing with you a story a little bit earlier on that the first time that I ever experienced my gift it happened long, long, well, I was working in Toronto at a shop, at the shopping channel and I'd become very, very close to the CEO's daughter. Her name was Rachel. She was just a, just a doll, just a dream. We had lots of conversations. I became her mentor. She was like 17 years old. Long story short, it was a long May weekend up in Toronto, Canada. And all the high schoolers who had graduated had a great big bonfire out in the country in the woods. And it just so happened that on the, their way home, there was a major collision on the road and everyone died. It was a, the cars burst into flames and not one child was rescued. I went to the funeral and it was true, just horrible. Um, um, 
the CEO of the company, Simon, and his wife, Rachel, were just weeping and weeping. And it breaks my heart just to tell this story right now because they were just devastated at the loss of their daughter. She was a bright light. And I remember just sitting in the back of the funeral home and all of a sudden I hear this voice. <laughs> and this voice said, oh my gosh, Kelly, you're here, you actually came. And, and it was just so natural for me to say, well, yeah, Rachel, of course I came. Why wouldn't I be here? And she said, but you can hear me. You're talking to me right now. And I went, yeah. She said, please do me a favor. I'm, just tell my parents that I am okay. Promise me that you will tell my parents that I am okay. <sighs> and unfortunately, at that time, I didn't trust this gift. And I never did tell Simon and Rachel about their daughter. And I am tempted to tell them now because even now, even though it's been a long time, I think it will still give them a deeper sense of peace. So that's pretty much my first experience with knowing that I had a gift to, with people coming to me from the other side who are in total distress that needed assistance. And I'm really glad that I could have been there for her. It was, I think it would have eased her passing or moving on, moving on from earthly plane. Yeah, it's, that's a, that's, I think that is a very um, profound when something like that happens and that you realize or you're connected with the other side in, in an effort to help somebody kind of move forward right. and to close that chapter in their life. You know, I don't know how long ago that had taken place, but I can tell you from other conversations that I've had with other individuals with your gift, um, mm -hmm. the time moved differently on the other side than it does here. Um, but yeah, I think that personally, I think that mm. I, if I was in their position, I would want to hear something like that from someone. You know what? I want to thank you for saying that because I wasn't sure if it would bring up wounds from the past. This happened in 1993. So it was a long time ago, but almost 20 years now. Um, and I didn't know if it would bring up old wounds or s s make them feel sad again. So I, I really had to struggle with what I was going to do with this information. But what I can sit really confident with and know that for my first time of being able to, to assist with people who are passing over, that I did what Rachel needed. I helped Rachel. And that's really most, most, mm -hmm. most important. And I also made a promise to myself after that first time, I said, if this should ever happen again, no matter where I am, no matter what in the world I'm doing, I'm going to honor this gift and I'm going to help the person that has passed on. And that's so. a good thing. I mean, you bring a very good thing to people in life. You know, is one more thing before you go. It's all about being able to say what you didn't get to say sometimes before you lost, lost somebody. And, you know, in regard to getting that opportunity to say something or to get the closure that we need, the, the peace of mind, because when you lose somebody, we, we as human beings don't always know that the person on the other side is doing well or whether or not there is another side. Can I share another story with you right now? Uh, absolutely. You talk, talk about someone wanting more closure. So I'm going to share a story about my mom. So I'm going to sit up here a little bit more. My mom um, and I were never close, which saddened me. Um, and back in 
2013, my mother had a massive stroke and she was in the hospital and they had pulled out all of the uh, plugs and the cables and she was truly on, on death's door. So I'll never forget this one too. As I was doing my, my morning run in Laguna Beach, I get my mother coming to me and I, I can see her in my mind's eye just Oh my gosh. And so, and I look at my mom in my mind's eye, I don't see her in the physical form. I see these people in my mind's eye and I hear them through my, the, the, the hearing in through my mind and they're solid conversations. And I looked at my mom and she, she was this radiant, glowing, ethereal being. And I was shocked because that was not the mother that I had. My mother um, had a lot of emotional problems. She was um, self-medicating because of her childhood, which was very, very tragic um, and, and very sorrowful. And she was not able, she didn't have the strength in this lifetime to be able to even go out and get help to be able to move through the traumas that she had went through. So she lived her entire life with pain from her childhood. So here's my mother now coming to me in my mind's eye, and she's this radiant, ethereal, super being, this powerful, <laughs> grounded, confident, just all-knowing and all-being, grace and peace. And I just looked at her, and I said, I started crying as I was walking, and I said to her, Mom, why couldn't you be like this with me? This is the mother that I wanted. Why couldn't you be like this with me? And I was crying, like I'm going to cry right now. Oh, boy, it, I'm living this experience. I'm so sorry. Um, Nothing to be sorry about. This is, this is life, and... and and what affects us in life also affects us in death. And what we share in the emotion that we bring about uh, is okay. 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 But from this, the tears that I'm experiencing now is what I was sharing with my mother, which I was never able to do with her either. But what she said to me was so powerful. She, she said to me, Kelly, I wanted to show you who I really was, who I really am. This is me. This is the mother that you had. This is who I really am. And I said, but why couldn't you be like that? That's what I needed. Why couldn't you be like that with me? Because you're so beautiful. You're so Godly, and she said to me, it wasn't meant to be. She said, but I didn't want to leave this earth until I showed you who I really am because I wanted you to be proud of me. Yeah, that's an amazing so, opportunity for you both to get closure. Me too. Both of us to get closure. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm going to... It just, I, I am very moved every time I share this story because it is so powerful and it's like a clearing and a closure for both my mother because she couldn't be the mom to me and mm -hmm. for me because I couldn't be she wasn't the mom for me and it gave me strength and it gave me an understanding of her life and I walk around today not with perhaps anger and sorrow towards my mom but with love 
and nothing but gratitude and nothing but appreciation for my mother and, and this and the soul who came down. She obviously had a mission to do. She she chose to be my mom so that I could get the lessons that I needed in order for myself to uh, be the person that I am supposed to be today and to help the people around the world that I am supposed to help. So I'm very grateful to my mom for this, for coming back and sharing and talking to me. You know, that, that is profound that you were able to come to that understanding because a lot of people aren't. They don't have the opportunity to come to that kind of an understanding. Some of us grew up in a dysfunctional family. I did. I grew up in a dysfunctional family. Both my parents were alcoholics and I lost my father when I was 17 years old. And, you know, I was angry for that for a really, really long time. I came to grips and understanding of it. We, we won't say how long later, because then I give away my age. <laughs> what did you say? A while ago, you know, it took me a really long time to come to grips with it and understand it and understand the reasoning behind it. But in reality, um, what an amazing journey that was for you to get an opportunity for that. I feel very lucky. I feel very blessed for that. But I also believe that is that is who I am, and and I do have a mission, and I do have a journey in this lifetime to make a difference. And without the experiences that I've had in my life, I and my ability to it, it gives me the ability to truly empathize, having gone through many things, so that I can relate to people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I've overcome most obstacles that have come my way, I have the knowledge to be able to help people to overcome what many situations in their life as well. Yeah, and it's your life journey. Uh, you've had an amazing life. I mean, from what you've been able to do, and like I, when I give your intro, what you've been able to do to help other people in many areas of their life. Uh, you you grew up in Canada, right? I grew up in well, born in Canada, but I grew up in Southern California in uh, Los Angeles, West LA, Orange County, um, Laguna, uh, Newport Beach area. So that's where I went up. Went through school. Um, college, I was in university, I was in Southern California. And then I had an opportunity to go work with a cousin of mine on a television show up in Toronto, which was a three month job. And I ended up staying 20 years in Toronto, which took me into my shopping channel experience, which is being on TV and selling products to many people uh, in Canada, and then in Florida, in the United States, which was also um, an opportunity for me when I'm being on TV selling product, I would motivate people. I would talk to them about my experiences, not so much with the other side at that point, but I would give words of wisdom and talk to people, talk about bulimia and nutrition and talk about just taking care of yourself in mind, body, spirit. And I truly believe that just by me, okay, so truth, what I believe to be true is that your voice, which is a vibration, and vibration is sound, and we're all vibrations. My voice is a healing voice, and I truly believe just by people hearing my words, that sound goes into their body, and it starts transforming them from the inside. Be- believe what you want, but awakening this, the parts of your DNA that have forgotten things that they, that they have known for a millennium, forgotten things from their past, forgotten gifts and blessings that they have. And that is something that I'm most grateful about. And I've had many 
people reach out to me with letters and on TV and through email, thanking me for just helping them on their life's journey. So. And that, I mean, that's still an amazing journey because not only did you <laughs> sell products, you, you created your own empire for beauty products and, and, and a message for young women oh. and, and women of all ages across the world, basically, right? About self-esteem and, and to empower themselves and to move forward. How did yes. you get involved in that? Did you Thank go to, what did you go to university for? All right. Oh, I, I'm going to have to scratch my nose here. So hold on. I don't know why I always get in. I always get an itchy nose. Here we go. Um, that means somebody's right, so, thinking about you. It <laughs> doesn't mean money. <laughs> or, I, I think left hand itchy is supposed to be money. <laughs> I'm still trying to get my left hand to itch. <laughs> Okay, give me your hand. I'll itch it for you. How's that? Okay. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Well, so let me tell you a little bit about my journey that got me into um, beauty being my specialty. So I was um, brought up. I, I, hmm, okay. This is a place that we tell the truth, right? We don't is hold it, back on anything. Is this right? O- open and honest conversation about life and okay. everything in between. Okay. Life, death, and everything okay. in between. All right. Okay. So the, the woman that you see here today is not, <laughs> not who it used to be. So I, I was born in a family that were very, they were obsessed with weight. They were, my mom and dad had this thing about being thin and being skinny. And so what happened is it created an eating disorder for my sister and I. So I ended up um, being, weighing 200 pounds at one point when I was 17 years old. I was told that I was chubby and um, let's just not so attractive and that no one would ever love me. And that really I would end up in, I would end up in the gutter. And those are harsh words when I'm going to say it. But let's move on because it's not, it's not the words that you're given. It's what you do with the words. It's what you do with the situation. So this is one of the first times what happened is a voice came to me, a voice, and I heard this voice. This one was not in my mind's eye. I heard a voice in my ear, so much so that I looked around to see who was talking to me and no one was there. And the voice said to me, if you stay one more day with my, with, in my family, you're, you're going to die. You will die. So I ignored the voice because I'm thinking, that's crazy talk. There's nobody here. And then the voice came again, but louder. If you stay one more day, you're going to die and you're dying already. Well, that time I paid attention. I ran away from home, put myself through school. But during this journey, I still struggled with extreme low self-esteem. I had a, a, a huge eating disorder. I I didn't know how to eat. My weight was fluctuating up and down and up and down and up and down. And that was pretty much my journey. So at the end of the day, I decided that I would get help. I reached out, got a lot of support. And with that, a lot of emotional support. um, I went to a lot of counseling for self-esteem and just loving myself again, learning how to find myself, love myself, learning how to feel, just learning how to feel because to survive, I cut down, shut down all of my emotions. I was sort of like a little ice person, an ice princess. So that is really, um, once I was able to do all of this, it was my passion and mission to make a difference in women's lives. When young girls, 
from young girls to, to women in their 60s, like I am, just no matter what age you are, to be the best, the best that you can be, to love yourself no matter what, feel good about yourself, and, and provide techniques and tools, you know, so when you're having a rough spot to be able to move beyond that. And along with that, I developed a skincare line and a collagen line. And these skincare products are, I would say, they are esthetician grade. They are packed full with the highest concentrations of actives that you can find that literally erase the visible signs of aging from your face as well as your skin, as well as the skin on your body. And the collagen works from the inside out to replenish collagen from the inside to tighten and lift your skin. Because I believe that what's wrong with looking your best? What's wrong with always being a younger version of yourself? and letting your physical appearance and your zest for life and your energy levels that you might have on the inside also be a reflection on the outside and vice versa. So that's, does that make sense? It makes 100% sense. I mean, we all want to be able to look younger. We all want to be able to feel better about ourselves. Better. We all, you know, we don't want to listen to the rhetoric that's always floating around behind the scenes in the commercials, television commercials, TV shows, and everything else because it will do... Uh, uh, negatives. Yeah, ne it's detrimental to comparison. our health and well-being. Yeah, there's yeah. so much comparison that's going on out there, especially in the beauty world, and especially with online, on social media. It's it it can be quite nasty. And if you're always yep. comparing yourself to people, I, you don't know what's going on in their life. And there's a lot of fake stuff that's going on on social media. But it can be a slippery slope. And if you buy into that. Rather than buying into how amazing you are, you are amazing. We are born perfect, purely perfect. And our subconscious mind, by the time we're six years old, it, our subconscious mind contains 95% of all of our conscious activities is based on subconscious thought, which is typically learned from other people, other mm -hmm. people's opinions and other people's words. And so we buy into their programming and then we judge ourselves by what somebody else thinks about us. The key in is to go, the key, in my opinion, is to go in and to work on the subconscious level. Okay. Right. So what I, many ways to do that, but okay. Well, absolutely. 100%. Do you, with that, I think that you, you created an environment not only with in yourself, you did that outside of that. Do you think that may have opened up the door for you to be able to um, access the gifts that you have? Do you think that maybe that took you to the next level for an understanding of humanity, compassion, and then an understanding mm -hmm. from that perspective? I, I think so. It's beautiful how you said that. I, I remember when I was a little girl, though, I, I asked... I would see demons. I would, which is a whole other story. So I think I've always, I've always had this gift and I forgot about it until I went through my process, until I grew up and got to that place where I had really done a lot of work on myself, that that is truly one of my natural blessings. That is what I was born with. And it was able to awaken through peeling back the layers of all the emotional and psychological work that I have done, mm -hmm. plus, of course, nutrition and moving your body. This is the way to, to be in, in running at 12. I like to say 
when everything is in balance, mind, body, skin, mind, body, soul, you are running at 12 cylinders, peak performance, and then everything just blossoms. So including re- listening to people who have messages. I am a receptor. Energetically, I'm very aware and have worked with a lot of natural healers. I've done a lot of, uh, for years and years and years, 20 years in Toronto, I was working with homeopaths and naturopaths and radionics and you name it, I've done it. That is really what opened the door to allow people from the other side to be aware that I am I am a receptor. I'm like mm-hmm. an antenna and that they could come to me and speak to me. Would you like to hear another story? Absolutely. About be, being on a plane? <laughs> Absolutely. Planes, trains, oh. and automobiles. That's where we, we should all go to, right? Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This, this one is a doozy. So I was uh, flying out to San Francisco, and I'll try to make this quick, but this, there is a story here. Long Okay. Long story short, flying up to San Francisco, and I thought, you know, am I, you know, I was, I had a ticket, and it was for economy. I thought, you know, maybe I want to, maybe I want to fly business class. Maybe I can upgrade. No, I don't want to spend the money. I'm not going to upgrade. I'm fine with the economy. No, so anyway, so what is the uh, at the front desk? They put me in in business class. Okay, they just bumped me up, bing, right there. So I'm sitting on the plane. And I'm, I'm having, um, uh, once we started, when we had just got on the plane, one of the flight attendants walked by me and I looked at her and I said, excuse me, do I know you? You look, I've never met you before, but somehow you, you look really familiar to me. And she went, no, no. And she goes, well, maybe on, maybe on another flight. I go, well, maybe. Anyway, so now we're up in the air and I'm sitting on an aisle and there's two people on the other side of me. And I have a glass of bubbly on my little tabletop. So I'm drinking my little glass of bubbly. And then I put the bubbly down and the glass knocks over. It just did that. So I called the flight attendant. And it's the same flight attendant who I asked if I knew. Um, I, I said, I'm so sorry. This just fell over would you mind bringing me another glass of champagne? And she said, no, 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 not at all. And I said, okay. So she comes back and she puts a glass of champagne down on my little table and she walks away and everybody's laughing. I'm laughing to the people next to me. And I put the glass down again on my little tabletop. And the two people next to me saw this. I saw this. One of the flight attendants saw this. The glass picked itself up like this and knocked over. That'd be a little kind of, that'd be kind of bizarre, <laughs> especially on an airplane, the wonder. <laughs> and so you should have seen the look on the people next to me. Well, they're like, I go, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? And they went, they're looking like this. So they're kind of freaking out too. So, 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 so I'm like, and I don't know what to do. And then the flight attendant comes walking back at me and I just thought, Kelly, you made that promise to yourself. If this ever happened again, okay, every time it happens, if, if you get one of these things, if you just got this urge to speak, and this one I didn't hear anything. I just had an urge to speak. They didn't communicate to me, but I had a message. So all of a sudden she comes by and I said to her, I don't 
know if you're going to believe me or not. And you might think I'm going to be a complete whack job and you're going to probably boot me out the plane without a parachute. But I got something to say to you. Somebody wants me to tell you something that they, and, and so I told her, he loves you very much. And he's so, 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 so very, very sorry about what happened at the end. He's so very, very sorry. And he can't forgive himself, but he wants you to know that he loves you. He wants you to know that he loves you. And he has another message for you. There is money and you've got to tell your son. And I don't actually, I don't quite remember the exact message, but tell your son that he loves him and that there, there, there is money to be found. You've got to find the money. There is money there for you put aside. Well, she took one look at me. Her face was like this. She turned around and she stormed off, just stormed off. So I thought, okay, <laughs> you've done it this time, Kelly. Way to go. So I kind of had my head down and I was drink, definitely drinking that glass of champagne. And then all the flight attendants were walking by looking at me. They were doing one of this. They were looking at me one at a time. They were looking at me. Until finally a flight attendant came down and sat down next to me and I looked at her kind of like, oh, great, now what? And she said to me, I want to thank you. I said, what for? She said, the woman you spoke to, her husband just died a week ago. And they had a problem in their having a problem in their marriage and um it was ugly, very ugly, and she had great remorse and sadness. You gave her peace, and I really want to thank you for that. That's back to said, the closure thing. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, she came out and, and sat with me. The, the thing that I find troublesome, sometimes they only come to, to me that one time and never again. And... You know, when you 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 have someone who has passed and the other person is still grieving, they're they're just, and I understand so much. They're desperate for more information. Yeah. They're 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 still clinging to that loved one, and and she was, and I, he did stay around for a little bit, not longer, much longer, and I had a few more messages and words, but then then it was it, and that's. I suspect if I practice with my gift, I'd be able to do more with it. But that's truly kind of where it stops. I think it's just just to bring peace and right. to both to both to both parties, to him. He was having an affair and he was sorry. He wanted to say sorry to the wife. And so he was able to resolve his problems. And I feel very blessed that I can help him and blessed that I could help this woman as well. It was like the, the conversation about your mother. You you both got closure. And a lot of times that's did. what needs to be said. Yeah, I had been with people who had passed on and they said, please tell my wife this. Please tell my husband this. Please tell my kids this. And it it's difficult. It's difficult because they didn't, you know, I didn't walk out the door and say this. I didn't walk out the door and say, I love that's you. Right. I didn't say I, to my that's kids, right. I'm proud of you. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So those that pass on, especially unexpectedly, don't always get the opportunity to get closure as well and move on. None, 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 none. Yeah, and I think and I hear and I understand that, you know, a lot of times that keeps people here. It doesn't allow them to go to the light. It doesn't now allow them to move up 
you know, from that port because they're not, they have unfinished business. They, you know, they need to be able to say that. They need to be able to get closure on their side as well. And I never thought of it that way too, but it's so true. It definitely is so true. And it's it truly, it's a beautiful thing. It really, really is. I can't imagine going a lifetime with unfinished business like that on a, on a yeah. soul level, on a heart level. You know, you carry that... I call it um, a heart wall where the energy that, that that sense of sorrow or loss gets trapped and locked inside the heart. You know, your heart is an amazing organ. It does more than just it does yeah. more than just beat blood and put plump blood through your body. It's it's responsible for, for well, how shall I say this? Your heart. There's a little brain in your heart, yeah. and that and that little brain in your heart. Um, it's it sends messages to your brain for your body to carry out functions and it responds to emotion and it, you can learn to you can learn to how do i say this um change the rhythm of your heart from a chaotic heartbeat to a beautiful soft sine wave which is when you're in that state it's where all transformation can take take place and all manifestation and where where you be truly become one with the universe, one with your environment. You are just this yeah. pulsating human being and a receptor to everything that the world has to offer. It's beautiful. I yeah. think we all have the opportunity to do that. We all, and you know, it, it's, it's the whole reason I started one more thing before you go. And I've said this before on this program. Um, the reason I started one more thing before you go, it's always been in the back of my mind because I never got to say goodbye to my father. My father I'm never sorry. got to say goodbye to me. My, I didn't get to say goodbye to my mother. She passed on and, and uh, unexpectedly, and I didn't hear about it until I called the hospital and they said, I'm sorry, but your mother's passed, you know, kind of a situation. So I never got to say what I wanted to say. That's where one more thing before you go originated from. That's where it was born from deep down inside because I carried that with me for so long. It, it's one of those Michael. things... I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I just wanted to say that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful that from your, I'm sorry that you had this situation that you had your parents passing and you couldn't say goodbye or do some clearing, but through, through sadness and through tragedy, look at how many people around the world you're helping by having this podcast. Oh, I, absolutely. I've been, I've been, I'm very grateful for this you know, this opportunity for this podcast because I've been able to reach people from all over the world and I've been able to have conversations with people all over the world. And, you know, it, it's given um, many individuals the opportunity to get closure or a methodology for them to get closure if, you know, if they didn't actually get it on the show. It gave them a doorway or a pathway in order to get closure, like how to communicate with somebody from the other side, how to write a letter, um, and you get to say what you want to say that you didn't get to say so that, you know, you get you get that down in writing and 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 know that they're listening, that somebody's there listening for that and waiting for that. Um, where before they didn't think that they could get that opportunity. Oh. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for this opportunity that I've got. Just gave me goosebumps, a.k.a. God bumps. And you're saying that <laughs> it's your it's amazing. Well, you're it, amazing. Well, <laughs> you're I'm, amazing. I, I'm just I, I'm. I have a I have a mission in life, my purpose in life, and my purpose. You know, I I was a police officer for so long, and I I had to reinvent my life after I left the police department because of what happened to me. Um, in regard to that, it 
um, force me to evaluate what purpose I have in life again. And this, my daughter actually turned me on to podcasting. And, you know, I thought, you know, this is my new purpose and I like this purpose and I'm happy with this purpose. And I've really um, enjoyed what I've been able to do. And when I say enjoy, you know, it, it, some people may listen to some of my episodes and go, how did you enjoy that? But in reality, I give a voice to people that didn't have a voice before. So it, for me, I enjoy that because I gave somebody the opportunity with that voice and they were able to mm. get out what they wanted to say, which is like, you know, a really cool thing. I never thought cool. of it that way. And that was so well said. It's beautiful. That's so amazing. You give a voice to people who can't be heard. Well, they can. Well, <laughs> Some people can hear. Have to listen. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but this show is about you. So let's, let's talk well, a little bit about... Let's talk about how, maybe how, um, when you first started, again, late in life, you had, when I say late in life is because it, before you, before you really recognized that you could talk to people from the other side, it it wasn't as a child. Like a lot of people I speak with, they say, oh yeah, when I was a kid, I used to talk to ghosts. And when I was a kid, I used to talk to spirits. There was somebody in the room all the time or, you know, I talked to my grandmother, talked to my grandfather, but, um, your first experience, um, it was later in life. Yes, that I can remember. 33, maybe as a child, I I had some experiences. I told you I saw something green eyes looking through the window when I was uh, three years old. I was so scared by that. I asked my parents to move me down to the bottom bunk bed to move, take the the bunk bed to the other side. But yeah, no, I was Mm -hmm. 33 that I would have been 31, 32 when it first started. So So last year. I love you, Michael. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's since you've since you've discovered this new gift, not necessarily a new gift, but since you discovered your gift and the fact that you had this opportunity, um, have you opened yourself up more to listening to to who's around you and what's around you, or do they just come randomly? I mean, I know you, you, some of the stuff that you had sent to me previous, our conversation in regard, you, you said like, um, I think, you know, obviously we talked about the plane, you know, obviously you, you talked about the funeral home, but you know, said yeah. uh, they'd come to you in a hardware store or, you know, on the street or something. So does something, yeah. no. does it just yeah. come randomly? It comes random. It truly, it comes randomly. Uh, I, when it comes to really when it's important when somebody has something really, really important to say to someone. So like you mentioned at the top of the show in a hardware store. So I was walking around like a, I don't want to, I don't know if we're allowed to plug. (laughs) And it was a hardware store being on, being a show host on a shopping channel. We're not allowed to say brand name. So um, walking around a hardware store and all of a sudden I just, it's like, I looked at this man. I went, okay, here it goes again. I walked up to the man and I just said, you had a brother that just died. The guy looked at me and I said to him, he wants you, the, you will know that it's him because he wants you to remember the goat. <laughs> Where this stuff comes from? Because it's not coming from me. It just was what's in my mind. And so the guy looked at me and he went, I, I think they try to. I think they bring something that somebody's going to recognize, so they know that you're not just a wacko, 
walking up and talking to this person going, hey, you know. <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. It worked. And he was and I, he, I, I finished it off by saying he wants me to tell you that he forgives you and he loves you. The guy just looked at me, turned around and walked out, <laughs> walked out the door. Speaking about signs. So so my um, here's a here's another great story. I, I, I guess I want to share these stories with you because. I want you to believe. I know you're a believer because you're watching this right now, this program, or listening to this program right now, but this is real and it's all around us. And what Michael said earlier is you just have to be aware. I, it's, it's called expect, it's expectation, expect miracles, expect voices to come to you, expect people, some of your loved ones that maybe have are tracked you down, but are, are around you, perhaps if they passed or it's a message from somewhere from the heavens above, it does happen. Now, speaking of signs. Okay. So my auntie and I, my auntie raised me because I, I did not have a very, uh, my, my mom and I weren't very close. So she was my surrogate mom and she was quite a bit older than me. And we had a, a, a pact with each other. Whoever goes first, they got to come back and tell the other person that they're Okay. So we came up with a code and we also changed this code like 20 times. So at the end of the day, I didn't know what the code was. I had no idea what the code was. And however, my auntie was uh, a devout atheist. She just couldn't believe that a God would cause so much, allow her to go through so much trauma in her life. Okay. Cause her and I would talk about God and I'm a believer and I would just talk to her about it. She goes, Nope, Nope, Nope. I don't believe so my aunt has passed and I'm waiting for, her. you know, I'm waiting for her. And on the third day she came to me and she's like, hi, Kel. Cause that's how my aunt would say hello to me. And I'm thinking, code, code, what's the code? Oh my gosh. What's the code? I can't remember the code. And then she said to me, do you want to know a secret? And I went, yeah, yeah. What is it? She goes, there is a God. Oh no. Oh yeah. But that wasn't what, but let me go back a second. The first thing she said, first thing she said is, are you okay? No. Oh my gosh. I'm getting all this story. all will convoberated, but let me just get to the point here. And the point is we had a code. I forgot what the code was, but she came back to me and said to me on the, before she went up to heaven, guess what? There is a God. And she went up. And that's all there is to it. And that was the code. That's all I needed to know. I knew that was my aunt because why in the world would she say there was a God when she was, if it wasn't her, she, in her passing, God came to her. And obviously she took, accepted God into her life because she saw him obviously. And that's why she knew there was a God. And she came back to tell me that there was a God. And with that, I knew that that was her and that she, she left. It was time for her to go. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. We, my father-in-law, my wife's um, father, he, uh, we took care of him before he passed. He had Lewy body dementia mm -hmm. and he passed in the house here. We took care of him and um, he had, he was pretty much atheist. He said, what, you know, do you know what's going to happen when you die? And his answer was, it's going to be black. There's just nothing, just nothing black and so forth. And um, ironically enough, you know, after he passed, uh, I was on an interview with an individual that said, um, I have a message for your wife um, if she's available. We did this after the show ended, so it wasn't on air. And she said, um, 
she said, can your wife come in here for a minute? And she said, uh, start talking about and describing David. And um, it's like stuff she wouldn't have known because we didn't talk about David. And uh, unique things about David that she would not have known during our conversation. And you know, Diane came in and I said, you know, she introduced my wife and, and I said, uh, she's got something to talk to you about. And um, David uh, uh, was Scottish and he was deeply Scottish and he loves Scot- Scotch. Okay, <laughs> So it, it's one of those things, you know, where the, he drank a lot of beer, he drank Scotch and so forth. And, uh, you know, every Christmas we'd get him a different Scotch. And that was his thing. So he, um, the only thing he said was uh, he was there with his uh, grandparents who were his favorite people. He didn't get along with his father at all, uh, but mm-hmm. he got along with his grandfather. And um, so his grandfather was there and his aunt, grandmother was there and his aunt was there. And and said oh. that uh, the thing they didn't tell me was uh, it's not dark, but uh, there's no booze here. <laughs> so he goes, there's no scotch here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Diane said, okay, that's, well, that, that that's my that's sign. <laughs> uh, my gosh. You know, she kind of, she obviously brought her to tears a little bit. And, you know, she really was touched by the fact of that. And the fact that he said, uh, it's not dark, but there's no booze. <laughs> it was kind of, it's like, okay, they're here and it's not dark, but there's no booze. And Diane says, <laughs> okay, now, now he's a believer. <laughs> That's uh, so beautiful. What a what a story. What did your wife think? Well, obviously, I said she had brought her to tears a little bit. And, you yeah. know, at first she kind of knowing the, I mean, we believe in the other side and we've had conversations about that in the past in regard to that. So obviously what with with Debbie, Debbie was the, the person's name. Um, when mm-hmm. Debbie started talking to her, she you know, she believed it because the things that she was saying described her father perfectly. There were more than just that little section there, but the stuff she was talking about were completely perfect. And she said that, you know, he said, I'm sorry that I wasn't there. Long story short, this my, one of my long stories, uh, basically he, um, he, Diane stayed here with him. Her mm-hmm. mother and her stepfather came down here with us, and mm-hmm. we all convinced, including David, convinced her to uh, go out with her mother and go shopping and just kind of get away and relax right. a little bit. And as uh, soon as, the, probably within 15 minutes after them leaving is when he passed because he didn't want her to see that, say, and things like that. So, um, you know, he kind of brought that up and said, you know, I just didn't want you to see it and, you know, I didn't oh. want you to be there and this kind of a thing. So it were things that uh, that Debbie said that obviously made sense to her in regard to the fact that, you know, that Debbie and I had not talked about, you know, and that nobody would know except for David and Diane. So it, uh, you know, it worked. She was very happy to get that message and it helped her feel a little bit better about things. It's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful experience. Yeah, really? it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you. You always wonder, uh, like I said earlier, when we, when I was talking to you, the gift that you have is something that's really, uh, it's a gift, and, and the gift it gives people closure. When you know, everybody, when you lose somebody, has closure. Did they suffer? Did were they in pain? Um, is there another side? Uh, did they go to heaven? Did they go to hell? You know, are they okay? What are they doing on the other side? There's so many questions we as human beings want to answer. And 
reality is, is you and I both know that through all the different religions. Itchy all, nose. Itchy, <laughs> see, we're, itchy we're, nose. We're, <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about that, see, and that they're tickling your nose. Um, uh, you know, well, obviously, what I got to interject that I obviously that's probably what it is. Hold on, I got to, I got to scratch my nose again. <laughs> Hold on, hello, hello, yes. Oh God, okay, got my nose. Okay, uh, here's another story for you. So I work worked with some major celebrities, Joan Rivers and Ivana Trump, and well, we all Joan Rivers passed. Now. Um, uh, Joan never came to me when she passed. Uh, about five years, I would say maybe three years later, I am sitting in my office and I'm typing away. And all of a sudden it's like, she goes, Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> boom, I'm just right in my brain. And I'm like, hey, Joan, how you doing? She goes, oh, oh, I got to tell you, you know, I killed it down there was when I was on the earth. She says, but I am killing it up here. They love me. They love me. You should see the crowds. They're huge, huge, huge. And then she said, do me a favor. Uh, you got to tell her, her daughter is named Melissa. She goes, tell Melissa that I'm having a hell of a good time up here and that everything is okay. Oh, <laughs> oh that's gosh. funny. That was, a, that I, I actually reached out to Melissa. Like I said, I would do. This just happened quite eh, recently, maybe six months ago. I sent a uh, an email to Melissa. I said, I'm, "I'm, you don't need to call me back. You don't need to email me back. I just, I don't know Melissa. I, I didn't know her daughter, so I don't know what her belief system was. I said, I don't know if you believe in this or not, but I'm here to. This is this is your mom came to me, people, and I told her that people come to me, and I, I made the promise to myself that if I got a message that I would pass it on. I said, so I'm passing this on to you. I told her the same story. I said, um, I hope, what did I say? Blessings to you. I hope that this heals some part of your heart. Much love, Kelly. That was it. This works. That's very, you know, talking about the crowds up there, as many people <laughs> as we've lost lately, as many legends as that we have lost. So that's a hell of a reunion that's going on up there right now. You know, when you think about it. Between Betty White and I mean, me, I mean everybody, all these people everybody. that we've been losing late, lately, it's just been kind of crazy. Sydney Portier, Sydney Portier, yeah, all these legends uh, have just kind of disappeared, and um, well, they just don't want to stick around here anymore, you know. Well, you know, I today's think. society is kind of a it's kind of a rough road the last few years, <laughs> so it's it, yeah, it's uh, I don't know what to say about it. I really don't. Uh, is this, um, you know, there is this thought of um, demons. Do you believe in demons I do on the earth? In demons. Okay, okay, good to know. Okay, and um, they're they're real. They're they are real, and they they are in. There is a truly there is a battle that is going on, and you can win the battle. You know, I mean, the, the word they they get you in the brain like. Uh, another story, another quick story. I had a deliverance done. Uh, I went to a healing room in, in Laguna Beach, San Clemente, California. Long story short, when I left this healing, I felt right, right here, there was a chunk. As, as soon as I left, it felt that there was a piece of my brain missing. 
there was an empty hole in my brain and that was the demons were extracted and it's it it was really a, another turning point in my life because I would have the chatter in my brain. You remember, do you remember Flip Wilson? I do. Flip Wilson. The yeah. devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. It whispered in my ear. So, um, they, you know, they like to, <laughs> well, they really come after the ones that really are believers and have a great, um, spiritual connection. They want to, in my opinion, they want to, grab them, take them from the fold and, you know, bring them to the other side. But you, you can, um, you can beat them. So anyway. Nope. I do believe in those. We should have another conversation down the road. I've got some okay. stories that we could share. That. Both of us can share in regard to, uh, oh. demon experiences. Uh, had a very interesting conversation with, uh, Laura Powers. Um, she's a celebrity psychic and medium and uh, while well, we were in the middle of discussing some things, in fact, I put it up on air uh, as a an additional episode on the, the podcast. I don't know what number it is of my podcast. I'm sorry, your number like 156. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember which one, but um, uh, we had technical issues and technical problems and the technical issues and problems while we were talking about dark angels and demons yeah. and things like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. And uh, you could hear they a don't growl. Want the message. Yeah. yeah. You could hear a growl, <laughs> literally hear a growl over my shoulder and so forth while we were doing the, the technical issues that were showing up, but you could clearly hear it. And I put it up on the air. So I'll have to put that in the show notes. Don't forget to check out this episode for the growl. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, very, very interesting. So yeah, we'll have to have another conversation with regard to that. Um, I love that. Listen, it's been wonderful uh, sharing all your stories and everything and so forth. I think that uh, what you have is a very valuable gift that you give to individuals. I hope that you continue Thank to you. nurture that. I think that opening the door to uh, helping people get closure and to move forward in life is a very positive thing. I'm glad that you were able to uh, recognize that and, and allow things to uh, to kind of come to you with regard to that. Have you ever, have you ever like sat, I mean, how do I answer this? How do I ask this? I've talked to other mediums. I've talked uh, throughout the my, my um, podcast career, yeah. sort of thing, um, with regard to that. Some of them um, just like take the time and they'll sit and think and they'll sit and make a session. They'll say, okay, I'm going to sit here today and this is what I'm open to and so forth. Mm -hmm. Do you do that or you do, do you just wait till somebody comes and talks to you? If, if this were my job, if, if I was a psychic or if that was my true profession, I probably would spend more time in that place. I did have, um, I've helped people who, who would like to speak to someone from the other side. And in one situation, I don't know if this is, um, they spoke through me, um, but it, it took me, it, it left me the, the, the um, how do I say this? They didn't want to leave. Which was they it, it took me a while. To, he 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 didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave. He was uh, he he liked he liked talking to his family, and but he got closure and was for his kids. And mm -hmm. so the interesting thing is uh, the, the the child. Uh, I won't mention any names, but the child said, "You're not you're not Kelly," and and, and 
I, I, who am I? You're my dad. So how this, it was pretty bizarre that he, he could feel his, his dad. Um, so to answer that question, um, I, I know if I open myself up to this, at that, up to this, it would be happening a lot, but I do have a, another business that I run that takes a lot of, takes most all of my mm-hmm. focus. And, um, I know when I'm in business mode there, it's, it's, uh, you it, close it's, that door. I don't consciously close it. I think it just so energetically, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, but, but I do get, I still get messages in my dreams and conversations that happen. So, so that pathway is still open. I have never shut it down. Never, ever, ever. It's something that is really important to me and part of who I am. It's right. made me who I am and it's, bless, it's, it's a blessing. Um, we, it's, it's important. Well, so, and, and I appreciate that. And in fact, because of that, I think let's let's talk a little bit about your other business. And mm-hmm. this business, again, you teach women around the world to feel um, young and, and do better and to uh, their self-esteem, to improve their lives in a very positive manner, in a positive way. Yes. Tell me a little bit yes. about that so we can help people understand um, you come from different arenas, not only from the other side, you're doing it on this side. Mm-hmm. Um it starts, everything starts from within. Beauty is an inside job. And really it starts with how you feel about yourself. Do you love yourself? Are you in a love-hate relationship with yourself? Uh, do you have nagging, limiting beliefs that are holding you back that pr- just prevents you from reach, from really getting whatever it is that you want in your life? And what I have discovered that if you can work from the inside and peel back the layers... And again, for me, it starts, and what I teach my my clients is starting from your limiting beliefs. What is it that's holding you back? Identifying them, replacing it with a life-thriving belief, and then tools. I have tools that I I ask my gals to put into place to reinforce these new life-thriving beliefs to help them to get what they want, whatever that might be, whether it's a pair of shoes or whether it's a brand new home or going on vacation or a new husband. See, a lot of people are are losing weight. You know, I have um, some of my clients, they just say they're too old to find a husband or they're not good enough. They're not good enough to find a husband. So these things are just preventing them from being happy. And at the end of the day, isn't truly that what we want, peace and happiness. So along with this inside support, then I I provide tools for the outside. Now, one thing I'll tell you is when you work on the inside and you start loving yourself, like valuing yourself and taking time to be good to yourself, that's what I call self-care. You know, like taking a bubble bath and just feeling the water, you know, as you're sitting in the tub without thinking of the bills, without thinking of hubby, you're thinking only about you. That's self-care. And that's the language that your subconscious mind knows and understands. And the more self-care you do, the more your subconscious mind starts letting go of some of the other stuff and starts recognizing that you value yourself enough. So your life starts to change from the inside. And as it changes, the shape of your face changes. It really does. You, the, 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 your bone structure, 
starts to change. The, the, you, there's a softness in your face, a softness, a change in your demeanor. It's um, quite remarkable to see this happen. But as women, let's, I mean, ladies, let's, let's just, you know, uh, we, I believe that we don't chronologically, yes, we get older, but I believe that we can grow younger each and every day. We don't have to age like our grandparents do. We can use great skincare, which mine is really great, uh, and it works. And it actually retexturizes the surface of your skin and it tightens your skin and it makes collagen. So as you grow younger from the inside, you're, so does the rest of your body from the outside. So you have this beautiful union of the inside and the outside. So. And how do we find you? Oh, yes, I forgot about that. Go to www.kellyolver.com. You, um, you can email me at kelly, K-E-L-L-I-E, at kellyolver.com. Uh, and I, that's my direct email, by the way, just for you. Um, that's how you can get in touch with me. Or you can get in touch with me through Michael. And he's, I'll make sure He's got my number. I've got your number. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah I do. I have your number. Uh, <laughs> and I'll have all that stuff in the show notes as well for everybody so that the ones that are not uh, watching this on YouTube can, uh, on the YouTube channel, can uh, absolutely get in touch with you either one way or the other. Uh, Kelly, thank you very much for sharing your journeys with mm-hmm. me and for your, uh, your unique gift that you're bringing to the world. Um, this is one more thing before you go. So before we go, do you have any words of wisdom okay. you'd like to share? Believe, just just believe everything is possible. And that that's me, meaning everything from above as well as everything for you, whatever it is you want, whatever kind of life you want, wh- whatever it is, it is possible. And that you've got guides and angels all around you. Your guides are there and they're giving you tips and they're giving you information and they're, they're, they're sending you clues. So be on the lookout. That's why I say expect miracles because they do happen. Sometimes we're just not paying attention, you know, or if we see something, we ignore it because we don't think that miracles can happen. They can and they do. So believe. That's outstanding words of wisdom. Kelly, thank you very much for joining me on one more thing before you go. Pardon me? Thank you for joining me on one more thing before you go. Oh, you got, okay. Yes. You're, you're very, very welcome. And thank you so much, Michael, for inviting me. It has been a pleasure to be on your show today. And I hope I didn't scare anybody with the things that I said. I hope not. I don't think you did. No, I think you really motivated, okay. inspired people. So let's, let's keep motivating and inspiring. Good. good, good. I'm glad to hear that because remember, this is the first time I've actually talked about this publicly. I never have, cause I didn't know kind of what the feedback would be. So and I'm very, very, very honored for that. So I think that you'll find that this audience is very receptive to what you have to say. Excellent. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Thank you so very, very much, Michael. Thank you very much for joining us on this conversation. I really appreciate you all. Don't forget to go to the App Store, the Google Play Store, and download our free app, One More Thing Before You Go podcast, where you can hold and have unique access to everything, One More Thing Before You Go 
developed and provided by Superpass, our sponsor. If you love us as much as we do, please support us. We have merchandise that is available. It's unique to One More Thing Before You Go. It's inspiring, motivational, and can tell someone what you wanted to say. We are going to have an exciting season the rest of this year. So please subscribe and follow us on the favorite platform that you listen to and or here on YouTube. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. That's beforeyougopodcast.com. Tell your story, share your expertise, contribute to the blog, and subscribe to the newsletter. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And one more thing before you go. Have a nice day, have a nice week, and thanks for listening. One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life podcast, is a creation of One More Thing Productions, established 2010, all rights reserved.